So many couples spend more time planning for a vacation than they've spent planning for their entire life as a married person, as married people. Mm. <laughs> we are guilty of that, we for sure. That. We were just trying to plan a little vacation here. And we, and and well, we realized how much we don't plan for our marriage. Yeah, and I think... No, we well, do, though. We have those moments. And looking back, we only had a couple of, I would say, premarital counseling sessions, but th- it was basically just meetings with our youth pastor them. and yeah. the youth pastor's wife. And eh. we, we, well, they were not just youth pastors, but they were like lay pa- They were pastors eh. in our church. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was wasn't just... planning for the... It wasn't anything like what we've come to appreciate yes. in terms of looking back and looking i would have wanted a pair of us <laughs> that's vain <laughs> <laughs> i'm not trying to sound vain somebody like us <laughs> oh my I would, goodness no i would want somebody who would ask hard questions that would say hey what have you thought about this have you guys talked about these these things like there there are some things that w- were never brought mm. to our attention i think people just thought we'd figure it out which we do but mm. sometimes i think there's wisdom right to be had and yes i, I didn't mean us i, just, <laughs> I wish there was a podcast <laughs> okay I get like it. ours all right all right you backpedaled yourself <laughs> out of that one it's fine i wasn't trying to be vain i really just <laughs> it's okay so this episode is those hard questions <laughs> literally we're going to go through a whole list of hard well not hard questions but they're i think incisive questions that help you get to the the root expectations that you're bringing in this isn't just for newlyweds okay it's not for just newlyweds engaged people newlywed people this is for anyone who's never visited these types of questions <laughs> and you might be wondering why you're misfiring in your marriage because yeah. frankly you might have expectations that aren't aligned and you haven't realized it yet so expectations are everything mm-hmm. we'll talk about that today and we'll see you on the other side welcome to the fierce marriage podcast where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage Sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. This podcast is coming at you pretty fresh and raw from some of our own conversations we've had in the last week or so. Yeah. Which is why we decided, hey, this could probably be helpful to other people. No, Ryan's way ahead of that stuff. He's mm. he's always... What's that? I wasn't paying attention. I'm kidding. <laughs> he, he always uh, has stuff in the hopper ready to share. But my good ideas folder. Good That's what you get folder. on board. <laughs> I'm not Pam, okay? <laughs> so, you got to have your own folder. Yeah. That's the whole point. And I have you folders. You don't folders. like how my folders are. Folders will be two, becoming one. <laughs> To be the best ideas of all the ideas. <laughs> of all the ideas. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, we're working on a project that is namely around equipping couples. Really, I love talking about marriage because it's kind of just discipleship in disguise. Mm. And so we well, love talking about Jesus around the topic of marriage because you go in thinking, let's learn something about marriage, but we're really learning something about Christ and about our hearts yeah. and about how he needs to govern our hearts. It's not really in new ways. disguised because disciple we talk about how discipleship begins with your spouse, right? It begins with your your first disciple is Yeah, but no one each but other. it's not like the fierce discipleship podcast. It's the <laughs> fierce marriage podcast. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> now now you can't leave. Tricked us. Yeah. So Anyways. let's do our let's do our housekeeping real fast. Hey, we've been so encouraged. If you've left a rating and a review, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Man 
There's been a few where they're like, Ryan interrupts Selena. It's probably because they're listening to the earlier episodes. Skip those. Yeah, well, those actually went back. <laughs> Just kidding. We're going to start redoing a few of Should them. Should we listen to them? Don't oh. do it. Don't do it. Uh, well, we're 163 episodes in. Today. I don't know what I said 163 episodes ago. That's 163 That's roughly hour long episodes. That's scary. That we've edited and p- posted in the last, I think, oh, what, two and a half, three years? Makes me nervous. Um, anyway. If you've listened to the early ones, you've fro- the, some of the comments are like, Ryan needs to stop interrupting. <laughs> Listen, guys, people grow, all right? <laughs> I just wish you'd let me. <laughs> let me grow. <laughs> I'm just going to maybe delete those episodes. You're great. <laughs> uh, that's even with the caveat. But anyway, thank you for the encouragement, people who have done that. If you haven't, please leave a, a, a star rating and a review. We really appreciate it. Um, secondly, and this is actually pr- quite serious, uh, we really need your support on Patreon. And here's why. In our country, things are changing a lot. In in our society, mm. in the world, things are changing a lot. I frankly don't know how long we will be able to freely profess truths from Scripture, especially around the topics of mm. human sexuality, marriage, marriage traditional family. marriage, yeah. family, educating your kids in the way of the Lord, things that we value as Christian people. I'm not positive that we'll have those freedoms for a long, long time. So we're trying to to see the gospel proclaimed in this space of family and marriage. So it's an important mission. So if you want to be on board with that, just go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash fierce marriage. And let's just be clear. We're not afraid of any of these things. Um, We are just sort of, I think, mentally starting to think and prepare in some ways where we don't have any real rational reason other than what's happening in the right. world we have not we don't have any insider information um and again we're not operating out of fear but we are um i think it's you know mm-hmm. it's unlikely for things to remain the way they are for yeah we're not afraid um, but we're just trying to be proactive on that on that front uh finally if you have any questions fiercemarriage.com slash podcast you can ask those there by many ways and means. Mm. So, okay. So when we started this episode, I mentioned that a lot of couples uh, that are headed into marriage, newlyweds and yearlyweds, they plan more for a vacation than they would ever plan for their own, for their or marriage and their plan, life together. Yeah. Maybe sometimes we plan even more for kind of the wedding day than we do for mm, being actually the married. aftermath of it all, you mm. know? And I mean, you can only prepare to a point, right? There's at some yes, point you just true. have to be married and experience it and walk through it. Um, but like you said, I think there's some wisdom that can be gained in asking questions ahead of time and asking questions in the middle of like milestones or mm. big life transitions, right? So it's pretty much wedding season and we kind of right. wanted to serve our young couples and we also want to serve our listeners uh, well in this area. So we kind of want to talk about expectations um, what those look like around certain areas. So we're gonna we're yeah. gonna ask we're gonna walk through a series of questions um, that we've been kind of going through in our own hearts and marriage, and hopefully these will be applicable and helpful to you all. We'll also kind of shed some light and some I guess instruction on you know if he expects this and I expect I expect this. How do we find agreement on those things? Mm. So and what are kind of the players? In terms of, you know, well, I grew up a family of origin, right? I grew up this way. He grew up that way. How does this affect how we spend money or who works and those kinds of things? So, yeah. And I do want to reiterate that you, you mentioned it. It's not just if you're headed into marriage, although we, we are mindful of that group of people. So if you're engaged or, you know, 
dating seriously, definitely prick your ears up. However, if you're newlywed in the first one to three years, I'll say, this will apply to you. If you've been married for three years to 10 years, this will apply to Mm -hmm. you. Even if you've been married two decades or three decades and you're having a tough time and you feel like there's areas where you need to grow, all of this will still apply uh, to you. So, Right. Our hope is that we can learn to navigate expectations again and find Mm. unity and alignment kind of with each other in these areas um, in ways that are full of grace, right? And so talking about, you know, kind of the pillars that we always talk about and foundational pillars in marriage of what what do you believe your beliefs, right? What do you believe about God, Mm -hmm. love, the gospel of Jesus, why these are so important? Again, they're just going to be reiterated in this episode and because these pillars inform our behaviors. They inform how we approach... um, each other about hard things, right? And how we how our expectations are actually formed, and how we can either calibrate them um, or realign them, right? Or get rid yeah. of them. So, mm. really trying to find unity uh, is is not an easy task. So, our hope is that we can um, start asking the questions and start navigating through that a bit with cool. grace. So, yeah. let's read some scriptures that um, inform this whole conversation. Uh, we're called to self-awareness to being sober judges of ourselves but also and to live wisely why Why? because the heart is deceitful above all else and well but why are we supposed to know ourselves self-awareness self-awareness well and that's that's a biblical call it's not just pop psychology but it's actually a an important thing that we see uh throughout scripture we talk about that in our book see through marriage quite a bit two whole chapters are dedicated to that um, anyway, let's read. I'm going to read Ephesians 5:15 through 17. Selena, you're going to read from Romans, but here it goes. So it says, "Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is." So what we're focusing on there, what we're focusing on there, is that this emphasis on carefully walking, hmm. not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. So what does it mean to be wise in hmm. these areas? And Selena, you had mentioned the foundational kind of presuppositions or precepts, right, of, right. of what it means to be a married Christian person, the truths that we have to understand and get on board with for us to be able to walk in wisdom, right? It, it'll never be wise to walk, right, right. if you don't... Um, like it's 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 a matter of like getting on the right trailhead, right? You you could if you don't get on the right, right. You know, if you don't start at the right trailhead, then your complete trail is going to be off, right. right? But we have right. to get on the same page, the same trailhead so that we can be walking in wisdom toward this destination of the ultimate purposes. Yeah, sorry, so. I was looking up on Bible Hub just how it translates across uh the word careful and cuz mm. it's a, you know, you're saying walk carefully, right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm reading it. Look carefully, then how you walk. Right. And if you look at the parallel chapters in there, it t- the word "careful" is in everything, every version of of the Bible. Um, I think in the the King James version, it's yeah, circumspectly, so not as fools, but as wise. Pay careful attention. So there's this emphasis on not just walking, right? Not mm. just being, not just figuring it out, which is a call to my own heart of just kind of don't fly by the seat of your pants. Don't just take great care. figure it out. Like yes. yeah, take great care in in your marriage and in the, in the things. That's good the roles that God has placed you in and the people he's uh, entrusted into your care. All right. Romans twelve three says, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Yep. Same theme there is think, thinking with a sober judgment and 
not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Mm. Um, so that is just huge because of this not planning or not thinking through these things is thinking of yourself like, I got that. I'm good. I don't, everything that I believe or know today is everything I will ever need to know or believe. Sure. Instead of looking at these things kind of with a sober judgment, what is sober judgment is you're making judgments on yourself. Mm -hmm. You're saying this can stay, this cannot. But to do that, we have to look carefully. Right. And I think if you look around in Romans 12, um, the first section is called, we're called to be living sacrifices, right? So I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So we see this call to a dying to ourselves again. And then the next part is the, excuse me, the gifts of grace of, and this is where we see the look, think with sober judgment. So we're, we're called to like die to ourselves, to think soberly of ourselves, but not to think, you know, lowly of ourselves, but to think soberly. And then the next section talks about marks of the true Christian, which is, genuine love they abhor what's evil Mm. they hold fast to what is good right so these are instructions i think in how we can find unity not just in our marriage but i mean with other people in our community but especially within our marriage i guess i should say so not being Mm. you know rejoicing in hope not being slothful in zeal having a fervor spirit um constantly praying so anyways i think that's it's just important to look at Mm where it's at, the context, and why, because... Man, yeah, so good. Context will never serve us wrong as we're reading (laughs) God's Word. So So true. Okay, so we're going to go through a whole bunch of questions, okay? And so the the point of this episode is not to necessarily teach on those questions. There are some that will be obvious, like right-wrong answers. The point is um, to mine from the depths of our hearts what our underlying expectations Mm -hmm. are, bring those to the surface so we can actually talk about them and address them because what will happen is you a husband will will have expectations about certain one thing and then the wife will have expectations about that thing and they won't be the same right and then you you'll then you'll fight about it and, and you won't know why you're fighting right and it, we're you speaking know. from real <laughs> yes lots real of experience that happened real recently <laughs> yeah so yeah. it's and we're you know we're 17 years married 21 years together whatever and we still are like, why is this an issue? Why are we still unable to get past this? Maybe we should be past it. Maybe we just are changing in different seasons. So it's good to ask these right. questions constantly. Um, and because, e- I, yeah. Even if you wisdom. start with this, there's always going to be expectation drift. Right, to right. Where your expectations shift, you don't even really realize it. Mm, drift and shift. That's Espe- awesome. Especially when you uh, have kids or something, and specifically around intimacy, all right, there's yeah. drift and shift in the life and yeah. physiolo- physiology of a, of a mom, mm-hmm. right? And then obviously there's drift and shift in your schedules, in your yeah. time, and the amount of energy it takes to, to be in that stage of life. Or if you get a new job or yeah. if anything changes. And so that's one of the things that Selena brought up while we were kind of uh, uh, preparing for this is that these are also valuable for revisiting constantly yeah. in those at those yeah. crucial milestones and those changes in life. Yeah. So, so we're going to so, start yeah. off with finances, um, right. talking about income, money, all that kind of stuff, because I think we overlook the fact that it, we do have opportunities when we talk about finances and roles, right, of mm-hmm. who's going to be a provider, who's not, well, who's going to be the provide income, I guess, for your family, because mm-hmm. I think we're both providers, right? But we miss the opportunity to really 
understand that we can extend some love and grace to each other when we are discussing this, but also when we're walking this out. Like, hmm. I know that you take pride in a good godly pride in providing for our family. Like talking you, to me? yes, okay. Ryan, you are at the kind of the front lines of everything. And we were sort of joking and arguing about this, about how I make money too, <laughs> even though I'm like with the kids, I'm like, yeah, but I wrote books, right? Like, it's like I, I, I can mentally divide those things and forget. I, I minimize our roles in some ways and that can cause trouble between us, I think in, in my own heart. So I think just recognizing like mm. we have opportunities here to be really loving and grace, gracious towards mm. each other and generous toward each yes. other and, say, and offering, uh, charity toward each other right. and saying like I'm a, these are my expectations but how can we unify right. it takes an effort to unify your expectations yeah. around these things yeah and your understanding around and, them. Yeah. yeah and understanding that like our family of origin tends to be a big influencer at least I think it has been it can be maybe not for us yeah. as much but which we do we do have two family of origin episodes where we talk about our own yeah um, Selena's was really good because if, if <laughs> I cried <laughs> well it was genuine yeah. and it was um yeah, so it was real. If that if that term is new to you, go go look those up. Yeah, um, yeah. So yes, jumping into some of these questions, um, who will provide income for your family? When we got married, we just kind of what both jumped in. We're both. I mean, we're again. Look at your stage of life. Hmm. We're we are different when we got married than when we are t- where we are today. So pause. Yeah. As we go through these, listener, if this is something that you want to go through and be able to process through um, with your spouse find a way to, to keep notes during this mm, like yeah. like grab your phone or whatever like open a note a new note or uh, jot it down but write these things down because again we're asking them more or less rhetorically I mean we'll, we'll speak to it a little bit but more or less rhetorically we're going to get through these questions pretty fast mm-hmm. all right so Selena just said the first one who do you expect will provide income for your family mm. yep there's a lot of cultural influence yes. here there's a lot of yes. you know different voices so talking about that is super important mm. Again, being gracious. Uh, what do you expect will happen when you have children? Mm. Um, in terms of your finances, in terms of income, right. uh, if you're a dual income family, what's going to happen when you just when children come along? Child care happens, <laughs> right? So Either what child care or like? one person has to leave. So what are your expectations right. around who's, that? Who's caring for the children? Yeah. yeah. Who will functionally pay the bills? This is a big one. Oh man, guys, we were a mess when we got married because I tried. I think I have a slight number dyslexia because I was like, these numbers added up when I did them, and now they don't. So we're like, we're seventeen years I in, and I Clevins think we finally have a balanced checkbook. I'm like, you know, Clevin, that works. What is it? What, what is, is what? What does Kevin say? Oh. Remember when he got fired at the last those last oh, episodes? It's a special number that balances all accounts. <laughs> I'd go in and I'd be like. Why are we bouncing checks? <laughs> and Selena's like, I did. I put it in there. And then, yep. It wasn't working well. I don't do numbers, people. Yeah. Not very well. Anyways. So we hadn't discussed it. Right. And I think the default was, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna take care of like the big picture of like making sure that I'm working. We were both working. Right. Um, and we, this is how we're going to partner. Because I was working longer hours, I right. think is what it right. came down to. Right. We're just kind of divvying up responsibility. And really, we right. probably should have been looking at each other's strengths and weaknesses <laughs> on and, some level. And we should have iterated much faster more quickly yes and we should have realized what didn't work instead of 10 years down the line <laughs> yes i feel like people thought we had stuff to we just had our lives together getting married at the ages of 20 and 21 and i'm like where were people like us when people like us got married <laughs> yeah. like where were they <laughs> yeah we were pretty pretty naive or yeah. i use that term to be kind <laughs> stupid's another term that comes to mind <laughs> it's, it's you know it's the smartest easy. thing i ever did was marry you but i was however still a very stupid person <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So oh. decide who's going to pay the bills. Maybe you do it together. Maybe somebody's just stronger at it and, and enjoys that process uh, and that and knowing that. Um, what lev- levels of spending will require for the discussion? Why? Will that level ever change? Mm. Um, you know, finances fluctuate. So in your marriage, I mean, there were times where we'd have to talk about $20 being spent, you know, and now it's $25. So it's death by, it's death by a thousand cuts though. <laughs> I, you know, I look at the statement. It's like Amazon 25, Amazon 25, Amazon How 25. How dare you? What are you buying? How many books what do our kids buying? need? <laughs> I always ask you that. What is this? You do not. It's uh, not like that. You stopped questioning. So. <laughs> I, I lost I lost momentum. I lost steam. <laughs> See, I just gave up ride it out, happened. wives. Just ride it out till they can't. No, I'm kidding. That's terrible advice. But I mean, if it were obviously like that's kind of our threshold. But if it early on in our marriage, that would have been a big problem because oh, yeah. we wouldn't have made bills. Now, granted, we're not rolling in it, but twenty five dollars <laughs> here Patreon. and there. Patreon.com. <laughs> Patreon.com. Yeah. No, uh, definitely not. So, it, but it was. It's important to establish those levels, and even I think. Uh, picking some sort of financial plan, right? We never did that. We never did the, what's that guy's name? Dave Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. which I think we, I wish we would have like invested in some of that to just create some really uh, fruitful habits uh, financially for our mm-hmm. marriage. Um, and what will you do? Oh, sorry. How much, I'm just jumping how, ahead. How will you approach giving is there another big one. How much as a percentage do you expect to save? Those are big questions. Yeah. Uh, a wife and a husband could have different perspectives on these things. One, one's a spender, one's a saver. <laughs> one's a chipmunk, the other's a, a peacock. <laughs> one's just socking things away, saving it for a rainy day. The other one just wants to flaunt her feathers, her feathers. <laughs> Although the male peacock, I think, is the, the, is, one is the yeah. attractive one. Yeah. No, uh, that's funny. No, because we did that. I mean, what I... What do you call a female peacock? Is this a joke? No, it's they're called know. peahens. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's true. Sure? It's true. Okay. Well, <laughs> you learn something new every day. Every day. Got a drill. Yes. All right. Um, what will you do? Okay, this is a big one. What will you do if you can't pay your bills each month? Um, mm. And newlyweds, hopefully, and a lot of newlyweds nowadays don't enter marriage with the same level of risk that we entered marriage with. Uh, a lot of them are waiting till they have careers, um, and that's there's still risk with the career. By the way, like a stable career no longer is stable. <laughs> Um, and so sure. you may be facing this right now. Like, yeah. okay, we're not able to make our, our bills. Well, what, what are we expecting yeah. as a husband and wife? You know, jobs are, are kind of on the chopping block right, now. Right, right, right. Um, and so that's an important question to make sure you're on the same Yeah, page. we don't run to mom and dad all the time, right? Like, hey, you can't just run to your parents and ask for money if we're like. Yeah, or that's... if you do, let it be in unity. Right. Because family's there to help. Absolutely. But I mean, that, that, that brings to bear a lot of questions like what is the role of the local church? Yeah. Um, we've, we have in our community group, um, a really amazing, I'm so thankful for our community group, but if anybody in our group is ever struggling mm-hmm. financially, we, we will just rally around them. Yeah. And we're not going to carry them forever, but right. like if they go through two months where they're just. Yeah. And then we have so, elders yeah. in our church. Our church is set up right that way to, to help, church plays a help role. people. Yeah. Mm. Um, financially. So yeah, if you, how do you expect, did you talk about discuss, how just, do you expect dis- to discuss disagreements? Didn't, but yeah, how do you expect that to happen? What do you mean by that? Ryan wrote that question. What um, do you mean by that? Well, I mean, if you, so we talked about the spending thing, right? I'm looking at the statement and, and I, I didn't realize that I'm you gonna... had spent this. Do I just bring that to her and say, what in the world are you doing? Like you're, do I, how do I expect her to handle that? How should I expect myself to handle those situations of okay. disagreement? 
Okay. Or if we have, we just can't find agreement. We got to take initiative, right? Yeah. Possibly and, and set those expectations ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And then when things go awry, then we will talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a big one that we've faced. Um, we've actually, we're, we're, we're in the market for a, a tent right now <laughs> uh, because our family's grown and we've, our tent broke. And so we're The last we're to two find tents a- we've had that were on the less expensive side have broke. And so, so Selena's got her sight set on this like no, super fancy no, REI tent. No, I polled and people. I want the, Costco the people tent. have spoken, okay? The Facebook people have spoken. Yeah, they're just trying to affirm their expensive no, purchase. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I'm for the Costco tent, which has hundreds of reviews and they're positive. Right. And, and so we're like having this conversation and I'm like I I'm sitting there thinking, this isn't even a conversation. I've decided. <laughs> And I know, Selena's I got like, so mad about yeah, that. She's, and, but I didn't say that, and then eventually I said something I said, like it that. it sounds like, no, I said it. I said, this isn't even a conversation. It sounds like you've already decided. And I was so, I had my attitude and on. And I'm just like. And you go, yup. <laughs> and, well, and then I walked out. But you know what? It did, it did cause me to dig deep and find out what my reasons were. And they were pretty, I'm sure they were, I don't want to admit them all. <laughs> no, they weren't. Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> You I guess you said you deep. Ahead, you can go ahead and edit that you one said, out. You said deep, so I said shallow. So, so they were anyway. Uh, this is this is going south, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay, move on. Communication and conflict. Let's talk about that. Oh those. gosh. <laughs> okay. We should talk about sex first. Nope. <laughs> not not relevant right now. <laughs> okay, so communication and conflict. Uh, uh, when we were getting when we got married, we did establish that we were never going to use the terms. Uh, we were never going to use the word divorce. Like we weren't going to just throw it around as a an empty threat or even use it right. applying to our marriage in application to our marriage. The other thing that we were told was never to use sex as a bargaining tool, like ever in your marriage. Um, and then we also decided no no vulgar name calling, no name calling in general uh, was kind of mm. uh, some some key. Pillars that we wanted to just stick to as a as a baseline, right? Yeah, things seemed are, like good things to do. <laughs> yeah, berating each other. Yeah, was not was kind of an off limits thing. Degrading each other. You're such a whatever. Yeah, yeah. Name so calling when you're yeah you're when you're when you're initially getting married, you're not going to say like, oh, how can we, you know handle conflict well well we haven't really had probably a ton of conflict i mean we have but sometimes you you just got to talk it's hard to talk about communication when you first get married because you're still learning so sometimes you just got to it's that part where you just got to be married so if you are married and you're having a hard time communicating which happens to all of us probably frequently and more than we'd like to admit because we're both humans and we both think and just have different dialogues in our in our minds about tense and such (laughs) I'm just gonna buy it. I'm just gonna go get it. Can then we're gonna fight. Later. What are your expectations for that fight? <laughs> um, uh, okay, first, first communication question we would ask you to consider mm-hmm. is: Are there any? Uh, this is similar to what Selena's saying. Are there any words, phrases, types of phrases, tones, or attitudes that should be off limits? Yeah. So go through that yourself. Again, thinking about your past too. What you've yeah, maybe, and your tendencies. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, how have you handled conflict? up to this point in your relationship and how do you expect to handle conflict moving forward mm. some of them, some of us I'm raising my hand are don't like to deal with conflict or feel insecure about how they deal with conflict so i think recognizing that that's mm. taken us some time it's yeah. taken us some time cuz Ryan thinks he knows everything mm. and i think i'm smart which is the which is uh, a very <laughs> stupid thing <laughs> so uh 
so I have some good news and some bad news, and I'll start with the bad news, is that whatever your tendency is as a person in terms of conflict and communication, whatever your tendency has been in the past, it's not going to naturally get better. Nope. That's the bad news. The good news is, is it can get better. Yes. Is that you can learn how to communicate uh, more healthily. You can learn to be a better empathizer, which yeah. is takes you can learn to be an, a more emotionally mature person mm-hmm. which will inevitably affect that but you need to talk about your expectations in that area yeah. and how you will handle conflict use terms like uh what timing like discuss what timing you expect con- like if you're if you're if your conf- if your conversation is getting more heated do you expect to de-escalate that or have you not thought about that hmm. and how do you de-escalate and so we've had why do you de-escalate like well because that's healthier in general mm. Unless you're talking about tense, <laughs> then you fight him to the end. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Podcast over. Um, anyway, so what will you do if you can't find agreement for prolonged periods? <laughs> I don't know, people. <laughs> you get so counseling. Uh, yeah. No. Th- no. Bring that's in. That's where about. community comes in. I think, right. and you have these conversations with another couple, right? that are present so that Mm -hmm. you may harness your words or choose your words a little bit more wisely. That's always a good idea. So bring other people in. Don't, uh, don't just do it alone. Yeah. Um, what would you consider communication and connection time? Quote unquote. Yeah. In other words, what fills your bucket as a person and how do you expect to have that communication and connection time filled um, in your marriage or what is that? And that's a good question. Again, no matter what season of marriage you're in, because it changes, you know, I mean, even, Mm -hmm. I mean, we have friends that have been married, newly married. And, um, with this whole pandemic, it's been hard on the marriage because it's like, you have time together, but like, are we really connecting that time in that time? And what does that look like? And Mm -hmm. how often should we be connecting through, you know, our communication and, um, you know, you can be present, but you may not be communicating well. Yeah. each other yeah. or connecting obviously if you're not communicating you're probably not connecting <laughs> so safe bet. this next one kind of piggybacks on that and it's really fun is describe uh to yourself and to each other what is your ideal date how what what <laughs> not a date on the calendar where it's not too cold <laughs> christmas it's my ideal date <laughs> no uh what i mean what does that look like what what absolutely like it fills your, fills your void bucket, yeah. your bucket in this area yeah um, and then talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Try to get on the same page. I'll and, have like a, yeah. I feel like you should have like a one, two and a three, like number one off the charts. Number two, a monthly thing. Like number one is like once a year. Number two is like once a month. Number three is like weekly kind of thing. Like very good. Yeah. You're welcome. That's a good idea. I'll put that in my folder for later. <laughs> okay. You're so, a good idea folder. Man. Yep. I'm going to swipe it. So <laughs> we're going to talk about sex now. So this one is so important because in our culture, very sexualized. No one's yeah. going to argue that. Everybody's bringing in sexual expectations, mm-hmm. sex expectations, as some sex have said. Uh, and it really is depending on a lot of different factors. So this is something that you absolutely need to discuss. Now, if you're not married yet, talking about sex can be problematic, I'll say, mm. in that you, you haven't shared this intimacy, mm-hmm. at least not ideally. Um, according to the according to scripture, we shouldn't be engaging in sex until we're under the covenant of marriage. Um, and so I do want to caution you if you're not married yet, have these conversations, but do so with a Someone premarital else. counselor yeah. or with uh, some good friends, like maybe uh, some older friends Mentor who are married friend. yeah. yeah, who can kind of walk alongside you in yeah, this. Yeah, because there might be some um, some sexual paths that mm-hmm. you, you definitely want to disclose to one another. 
right before the wedding right but also i'm just thinking if you yeah there's that piece but then there's also like you don't want to get yourselves all riled up (laughs) talking about this while you're you know sitting at 10 p.m on your couch on you know on you know at your at their future in-laws house or something (laughs) so you want to make sure that you are being wise in that so here's some of the questions um how often do you hope to have sex as a couple and as a person right um, individuals becoming into that couple, I mean, <laughs> you can't do it by yourself. So what will your sexual experience be like? Or what are your expectations around your sexual experience? It's not easy to answer. Uh-uh. I'm like looking at it like, eh, <laughs> I don't know. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> right. Okay. Again, you have to, some of the stuff you won't be able to ask truly until you get on the other side of your wedding day. And maybe your honeymoon and maybe I'm your first year. 17 years on the other side of it. And I'm like, ah, this is just making me feel nervous. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's, but it's good, that's though. a good thing. It's good. Um, Not, and that yep. does speak to some of our struggles of late. And it's it just be encouraged that there's uh, there's growth throughout the life of your marriage to be had. Um, you never just figure this stuff out. And that's a beautiful thing. Keeps us going back to each other, going back to Jesus. <laughs> so, um, yeah. What, what, what will the experience be like? Things like... Um, I don't know. I won't get into details yep. on that. Okay. So what do you expect to contribute to your sex life? And what I mean by that is, um, you know, if, if you're, you know, a husband, okay, you could say, well, I want to have really elaborate dates for my wife so that she feels loved because I know she feels loved in this way. And that will, she's going to have to put out, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> you're so inappropriate. Uh, as Steam a, Phyllis over here. And a wife might have a certain vision of what she's like hoping to contribute, um, to love her husband in certain ways that he, that she's expecting him to respond to. Sorry, it just sounds so like formal. Like what, what do you expect to give? Yes. How do you expect to, to make your spouse feel loved in that? That's a way better way of phrasing that. Okay. So, uh, when do you expect sex to happen? Okay. A lot of couples get up in arms about like spontaneous sex versus planned sex mm-hmm. and so it's There's important for both to, people there is both. there is room for both um, but many couples can get or a husband or a wife could get very upset if they feel like there's never any sort of like spontaneous rapturous we just had this amazing date and it's all or mm-hmm. good night <laughs> yeah so you kind of need to know what you're what you're expecting yeah from each other so that you can meet each other in the middle um, again, we're, that's the whole point of these conversations is not just to make your desires known so your spouse can meet you there but really to know your own desires and to know their desires so you can meet mm. and love each other well in the I middle. On that, yeah. 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 Um, finally, this is very important, okay? And it's not easy, but what are your expectations and how will you talk about sex, your mm. desires, your frustrations, and your needs? Right, all under the context and the umbrella, obviously, of the Bible, the authority of the Bible, <clears throat> and under, you know, the mm-hmm. gospel. Um, and I know this kind of goes without saying, but I think it can easily fall into like this is what I want or what I expect when we're together and yes um we those kinds of conversations tend to not go well so again you know open hands open hearts um sharing mm. where you're at and and even prefacing like I know this might not be right um but this is kind of what I've desired in the past or I've had frustrations in these areas uh, I'm bringing them to you so we can work through them, not just like, you're always like this, or you never, and the always and nevers, again, those just hmm. always go badly and they never work well. So. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's Yeah, um, can't say enough about that, yeah. but the whole point there is you have to approach the conversation with a, a very uh, gentle hand, mm-hmm. right? Meaning that you're not just 
throwing out hurtful things. Really consider how your expectations would affect your yeah. spouse. That's well, easy to do. And don't, too. that doesn't mean like, don't articulate. It just means that just take care in articulating yeah. those things. Yeah. Cause it's really easy to just yep. feel insecure, feel hurt and then lash out. Right. And especially about sex. Mm. So, all right. We've got a lot to cover here. Yeah. We're doing, I think we're doing all right though. So the next three, um, Let's actually we're gonna let's do children next. So, okay. what are your expectations? <laughs> Seems nat- natural. <laughs> yeah, the category of children. So, do you expect to have kids? Mm. Okay, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably hope to have children in your life, whether you conceive naturally or you adopt. Right. Um, that and that's a good thing. But you need to make sure that your expectations are on, on board and on the same page right, with, with why or scripture. Why yeah, kids are a blessing. They're mm-hmm. not some commodity, right? They're a blessing. Um, so get on the same page with that first and then talk about maybe these, these incidental questions like how soon do you hope to have kids after you're married Mm. or or from now? Mm -hmm. Um, how many kids do you expect or hope to have and and why? Which is, that's a hard question. I mean, mm. I think we all, our tendency was to be like, just go into it and think, oh, we're going to try to have this many and be done by this. And, you know, you always try to, I think we were just like, impose your schedule. Okay, well, I felt more maybe um, you, you kind of impose a schedule of like, I think at around, you know, six to seven years married, we'll be about this age and we'll oh, have yeah, this. about that. And like, you know, we'll be in a good position to do, to have kids and do all the things. And I think the Lord is gracious, right? And when he brings children into our lives, uh, when and if, you know, and we have to be, we can set, we can, again, we can, what is it? What is the verse? Like we can plan our days, but like only the Lord yeah. Like, oh, I feel so. Yeah, only the Lord basically like guides his steps. Right. Something to that effect. Right. Yeah. So I think, again, an open hand with this idea of children. Um, and there's a lot to be s- discovered, I think, and explored in scripture about yeah children and being fruitful and what that looks like. And, you know, mm-hmm. are we that- called to just have children until we can't have children anymore? You know, there's there's a lot of... Right. There's conversations a conversations of... to be had around that. So those are the big, big questions, big expectations. But uh, once the kids are in the picture, there's other expectations, right? right? So who will be the primary caretaker for the kids? Right. That has to do with who's in the home and who's, you know, outside of the home, presumably working or right. earning. Uh, and well, so and decisions on how you're caring for children, right? Like, mm-hmm. are you nursing or are you you know, bottle feeding and what does that look like? And cause that obviously determines where kids go and when and how they're, you know, again, cared for just logistically speaking. Yeah. Um, some of those things you won't even know till you get there right. in terms of what, even what you hoped for and expect. <laughs> we didn't talk about any Jump of this on stuff. that moving train and try not to die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what do you expect in terms of sleep? Yeah. Diaper changing and feeding the child. There's always an night. ideal. There's always an ideal. Always an ideal, but this is a huge clashing point for a lot of husbands. Yeah. We, there's some husbands are, they just Refused. consider themselves completely out of that piece. Yeah. And the wife could say, no. I mean, Tim Keller and Kathy Keller have an incredible kind of story around this <laughs> where he, he grew up thinking, yeah, husbands just don't change diapers ever. <laughs> and Kathy's like, no, that's not the case. Like husbands help. Husbands are supposed right. to serve in this way and be involved and tim's just could not get on board with that (laughs) and so having those those uh, conversations early on is very helpful and finding agreement again not just to make your agenda known but to get to know each other's hearts and then find unity in that right there's got to be some give and take Mm. expectations um they really can 
I feel like expectations can make or break your marriage <laughs> in a lot of ways, right? Yep. So we want to calibrate those. We want to put them under the authority of Scripture. We want to find unity around mm. them with each other. Nope. Um, so, yeah. And so then, a few more kid questions. Oh, okay. You're going to keep asking them? Well, yeah. What do you expect from your spouse when it comes to parenting? Okay. So what kind of Who's the mother, enforcer? Just kidding. What kind of mother, <laughs> if you're a husband, you're envisioning your wife being a mother. You're probably envisioning your wife being like your mother in some ways. Um I think that's I think that's just a psychological thing. <laughs> not that I'm a fan of Freud. All right, I'm not I'm not a fan <laughs> of Freud. Um, but there's that, and then there's um, what expectations do you have for educating your kids? Mm. Okay, so one of you may be like a staunch uh, private school person. The other person might be a staunch public school person, or home education, or uh, Montessori. Is that how you say Montessori. it? Montessori. Montessori. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> uh, okay, so I mean, we've harped on that chord There's long enough. There's a lot, yeah, 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 a lot to consider, and sometimes you just got to walk it out and and have these conversations as as they're happening. Um, but yeah, I think. Do you want to talk about church or community next? Uh, let's let's pick and choose. Yeah, so we're gonna trail off here on these because the questions honestly are so there's so many of these. the The point is that you are thinking about each of these areas. Let's talk about community. Uh, then let's talk about church. And then I do have a few more um, that aren't in the outline that I want to talk to in terms of like transparency and trust, in-laws, sure. and so on and so forth. Why don't, you, why don't we just do those for now? What the trans- transparency okay. and trust and in-laws. Yeah, those seem okay. like big ones, especially getting yeah. married. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll speed up here. So transparency and trust. Uh, what will you do if and when you need to repent to your spouse? Oof, that's big. I feel like, like we kind of buried the lead that. here. <laughs> that was that's good. <laughs> pause and think on that. It's more than just an apology, right? It's more than just like I'm sorry. It's I've been I've been sinning against you in this way, and I'm and very sorry, yeah. and it hurts you, and I'm 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 yeah. sorry, and I like please forgive me for doing this. How can we reconcile, and what will it take for us to get there, and mm. how can we love each other in this process? You know. Like, we did not know those things getting married. It was more of like, fine, I'm sorry. Like, I hope you'll forgive me. Oh, um, we had no idea what repentance yeah, was. Yeah, we didn't. We wouldn't even call it that probably. No, no, yeah. And it's such a huge part of learning to get in that habit of reconciliation. It's the life of a believer. It really repenting is. Repenting and believing, repenting and believing, rinse and repeat because <laughs> we're imperfect right. and we're being sanctified and we need Jesus. Yes. Next question. Do you expect your spouse, how do you expect your spouse to respond when, when you repent to them? Big question. Yeah. And so I'm you just think like, that. I don't... Well, you would hope for, with forgiveness. Right. Or do you expect them I always feel to... blindsided on any expectations that I put on you to for like how you're going to respond. I'm like, well, <laughs> just kind of put it out there. And... Okay. Well, gracefully, I think would be an expectation. You'd hope. And you'd, you'd hope. Yeah. But like, okay, you don't but know. What if one spouse has a worldview? Okay. You, you both call yourselves Christians, but maybe you say, well, there needs to be a time where you just kind of bask in it. You need to feel the shame. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's As a better example. As opposed to like, yeah. okay, I, let's reconcile I'm and get hurt, through but this. let's reconcile. Right, Or right. I'm hurt and I'm going to step out for the next three days until, and let you deal with it emotionally. Mm. Okay, so talking through that because there's health and there's unhealthy things to do there. Right, like putting a time limit on how long you can kind of be angry and sit in this anger mm-hmm. out of response. So, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yes. Um, how do you hope? to respond if your spouse admits to sinning against you. So you're on the other end of the equation now Mm. or damaging your trust. Okay. How do you hope that you would respond and how do you expect yourself to respond? Right. I mean, 22 year old Selena, I think would hope to like 
resolve the conflict and move on. But I think my desire for that was different than it is now. Like my desire was like, okay, I just want to get on with the happy moments in life and I don't want to deal with this. So yeah, I forgive you. Let's, you know, we'll work on it. it. It'll get better. Yeah. And instead of man, yeah, that, that hurts. And I, and here's I how this it. is pointing us back to Christ. Right. As and opposed here, to just let's get and past some of that, Yeah. Some yeah. of that is just learning, growing, maturing. Right. But yeah. I, if somebody would have said this to me when we were 20, I'd be like, oh, yeah, like that's really. Yes. I want to be able to respond this way, but I don't think I do. Hmm. And why is that? Good. OK. So th- those are the transparency <clears throat> and trust questions. Let's talk about in-laws. <laughs> so uh, this is a big point of contention for many, many couples. It is. Uh, how do you expect your in-laws to be involved in your lives? <laughs> how do you expect your spouse to view your in-laws? Mm. How do you expect your in-laws to respect your boundaries and privacy? Mm. Okay. What do you do on holidays? <laughs> what do you do on ho- How do you expect Christmas to go? <laughs> yeah. And when kids come into the picture, you know, it's a whole nother question of, uh-huh. of what what is it going to look like and why? Um, this has a whole lot of implications for how your family yes. is structured. If you if you come from a divorced, yeah, home, there's a lot of dynamics. A lot of dynamics. If you have step parents, a lot of expectations. A lot of that. Yep. What yep. happens if your divorced father gets a girlfriend and she wants to be in your kids' lives? Yeah. How do you man man not manage? How do you navigate that? How do you I navigate guess? that? Yeah. These are real scenarios, real yeah. questions to be had. So yeah. um, consider whatever your situation is. Consider that. Uh, let's let's move on to hobbies, wants, and desires. Okay. Okay, so say I always picture the guy that's out riding like a quad in the woods, and like on a Saturday morning, and he's he's left at five a.m. to go ride the quad or the motorcycle or go fishing or go hunting or do whatever the thing. I'm thinking of men, of course. I think uh, of the I think of the young me that would go ride horses all day every day, probably, and be at the barn and yeah. just not time was there was just timelessness, like hmm. you know. But so, yeah. obviously those things change and have to be questioned and were brought straight into question when we had kids. Like I was not, not necessarily not allowed, but I, there was no room for it. And mm. I didn't want to fight to make a ton of room because the Lord was clearly taking some things out of my life for my sanctification, for his glory, for my good and for my children's good. But that was not something that, I mean, when, when, that was there was a lot of selfishness there, a lot of selfishness that drove some of those decisions around. Am I saying hobbies, wants, and, and as, desires are bad? No. As your husband, I couldn't be the one to say you have to quit this, right? Because that just fuels the fire, right? Like, yeah. I'm not gonna quit it because you said like, but then that's it's my like, thing. yeah, it's the thing it's that the I want to do. That, You're like, gonna make me not do it. You're gonna make me a prisoner in my own home, right? It's, <laughs> it's my one time to get away, and I just yeah. recognize that kind of language and vocabulary is just it's it's only entrapping yourself more. It's mm. not actually providing any more avenues of freedom. It really is just it's it's breaking you down, um, mm. your soul down in new ways. So I think again, revisiting, discussing hobbies, wants, desires again under the umbrella of the authority of scripture and how can we, I don't know. I, I question those things more now in my, because our hobbies like godly is, is it okay? It's okay to do things, right? It's okay to enjoy doing things, but should I be intentional about when I do them and wh- who I do them with? Like, should mm-hmm. I bring along maybe someone that we share the same interest, but they are not a believer, right? Should, should that be a part of these decisions and desires? Yeah. So that's a whole different conversation. Sorry, yeah. But the point is, is it, you need to be on the same page. 
have expectations around because if a husband or a wife is entering into marriage saying, oh, yeah, I'm a huge horse person or <laughs> I do this every Saturday. And this is a sacred is this, place. Why is this new? You we dated and I this. did this. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah and so you need to understand your expectations. And your views on, on your marriage. And on, you need to talk and come and to priorities. Yeah. yeah. Priorities is a um, big thing. Uh, and then uh, this Last one's a big, one, huge one. Division of labor. Oh, goodness. So how will you handle things like dishes, things like garbage, taking it out, things like cleaning <laughs> the house, folding the laundry, Things like we talked about paying the bills. That was early on. That's that's part of the division of labor. Yeah, washing cars. We uh, still people. We still struggle with this. Yeah. I still like because you're super lazy. Count how many <laughs> times count like I don't feel like you've uh, loved me or served yeah. me, and you're like I just did the dishes every day for like a week. Well, <laughs> like it didn't, it didn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count. I didn't see it. You're so, not lazy. For the record, you are the most unlazy person I know. <laughs> that's why you didn't even react because you know it's nonsense. <laughs> Um, no, but those internal struggles and dialogues yeah. can contribute a lot to the conflict that you might be dealing with in your marriage. So talk about the divisions of labor. Revisit who should be doing what and when because maybe you're under a deadline at work and you just need somebody to kind of fill in while you're while you're gone. But there is that season. There is that deadline, right? So there's an end in mind. It's not just this ambiguous. You're just going to yes. do all the things while I play video games. So <laughs> yeah. done and done. Okay, I, I do. I don't want to miss these, but I do want to go quickly through them. Community and church. Okay, so I'm just going to blast through these questions. How do you expect to interact with friends as a couple? So think through your individual friends and your couples. Your single are, friends, you mean? Single friends. Well, they could be married, but just like you don't really know the wife. Oh, sure. Okay. But the husband's gotcha. a really good friend. Um, so think about those dynamics and how you expect to continue interacting with those friends. And if if those friends are healthy or not, mm. what does a healthy friendship look like for where your marriage is headed? Mm-hmm. Okay. Obviously you want a friend who's going to advocate for your marriage and not be adversarial. So they need to be on board with your, you as a couple. Mm-hmm. What role do you expect friends to play when you face marital conflict? That goes into the church community piece as well. Uh, what are your expectations for church communities and small groups? And what is your expectation for being involved in yeah. those? Yeah. Uh, what role will the church community play in the health of your marriage? Right, because we can so easily just attend yep. a community group and you know share just a mm-hmm. bit, but not actually take that, do that meaningful risk, engage in that meaningful risk, and build those relationships yep. to the point of allowing them to come in and talk and have a say uh, into the hard hardships of our marriage. So yep. that's key. That's huge. Yep. Um, and then these are big questions, but you need to talk through them is what is the purpose of the church? Right. Okay. And that's always a good question. I yep. think we are constantly, not us personally, but we hear from a lot of couples that either don't have a church or are in a church and they're having problems. They don't know how to navigate those or one goes to church and one doesn't go to church. And the reason is you don't, you're not unified on the purpose of it. Yes. So one could say church is just a place I go on Sundays and that's it. Another could say a church is where you have your family and your community. It's Mm. where you're involved. It's where you pour your life into because so those are very different views of the basically the same thing. So you need to make sure that you're on the same page and how you expect that the Bible's governing and the Bible's governing that. Yes, because the Bible, the church is not just a place you go on Sunday. It's a body of Christ. Christ. And so you need to get on board with God's word and then make sure you're on that same page together. Mm Um, uh, what do we need as a couple? What do we expect to get out of a church? Mm. Okay. Big question. 
long talks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is attending a church important? Why or why not? Goes to the first two questions. How will we select a church? Yeah, we've revisited this many times in our marriage. Doctrinally, what matters to us? Yeah. A lot of these questions can't be answered if you don't know the answers. Yeah, you don't know what your your church stands right. for. You don't know their mission statement. You don't know their, what is it, their beliefs? What is that usually called? Yeah, their belief statement. Their tenets of yeah. belief. Their yeah, their core, core values, values, core beliefs. Tenets. Yeah, um, doctrinal underpinnings, very right. important. I, if, if you're wondering, by the way. Every church should have those. They should. If your church doesn't have those, red flag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if your church does have those, they should be orthodox, and they should they should at Readily least available. at least affirm the Apostles' Creed. Yes, um, we can go on and on about that. What is a healthy level of involvement in a church? We have been overly involved, and it has hurt our marriage. And then I think we've been underly involved. No, I think that that we have. There's a balance. A balance, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a balance. We've yeah. navigated and, both ways, I think. Yeah, and you need to be discerning. And this is one of those things that changes as your season changes. So we were very involved without kids. We helped plan a church. Yeah. I was leading teams. You were leading. You were in Young Life as a leader, and then we had kids, and we, that we had to phase out of that stuff because right. we realized it was not sustainable for the our sanity and right. our margin as and a family. And then we kind of phased back in, helping with kids' church, right, and helping with the Sunday school type stuff. So again, what is the purpose of the church, and how do we um, right. make ourselves like submitted to that in the different seasons that we are faced in marriage and in our lives? So yeah, awesome. I think there's a covered a lot of ground here. We did so you're like? I think this converse- might be a short episode. I was like, well, it's couples- kind of power pack to me, but couples conversation challenge. Suck. Go through all those questions. <laughs> <laughs> Have a conversation. Are you gonna make those available? Uh, <laughs> they're right here on the podcast right for you here, to listen to, folks. Right here. So this is actually part of a um, project we're working on to uh, do what we're talking about and walk couples through all these different questions. Mm-hmm. So take heart; um, it won't be available for. For at least a few months, but just know that it's coming, mm-hmm. and we hope that it's worth the wait by then. Uh, yeah, so let's we pray. Hope. We know. Well, you know. <sighs> Lord, Trying to be a positive marketing. Okay, person. thank you very much, <laughs> Lord. Thank you for this time. I thank you for your word that does govern these types of big questions. It does help govern our expectations, mm. Lord. Where you've given us um, freedom and agency to uh, to to think and feel. And to have opinions on these things, I pray that you'd give us grace to navigate that as a couple. Mm-hmm. I pray for the couples listening to this, that they would um, navigate those gray areas with grace and with poise and with generosity and charity and love toward mm-hmm. one another. Mm-hmm. I pray for couples that are struggling, the husband, the wife, who maybe feels hopeless, who feels like uh, their spouse is grown cold to them. Mm. I pray that you would soften hearts, that you would turn their heart of stone into a heart of flesh and that they would see you work in their lives. And, it, and in turn, it would point them to a greater um, relationship with you and to further glorifying your name and in your name mm. we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast. This episode is in the can. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, as usual, we will see you in a few days, I do want to make a note. If you didn't listen to the interview with Matt and Lisa Jacobson that went live last Thursday, last week, the episode right before this one, go back and listen to that. It is my favorite. I think it's my favorite interview so far. <laughs> these these people are incredible, like truly incredible. Yeah. I won't even get into it, but you got to listen to the episode and they're hilarious. <laughs> and I just want to like give them big hugs and like have coffee and talk to them for hours. <laughs> so anyway, Matt and Lisa Jacobson, check them out. They're the interview prior to this episode prior to this. And uh, yeah, so uh, we will see you in a few days until then. Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the fierce marriage podcast. 
For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Thank you.